What's up, y'all? Welcome to Two Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pierce. We got Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, how was your week? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What's going on? You know what I started reading again? This is a reread. I've read it like three times, but like I said, I'm trying to put together a top 10 best graphic novels list. And so I'm rereading a bunch of stuff to consider them. And I reread this bad boy. Old Man Logan? Old Man Logan, which is actually the third time I've bought this. Oh, good. I think I have one of of your copies. (laughs) That's why he bought it three (laughs) times. That would be why. I couldn't figure out where it was. I still haven't read it. That's the problem. That's the shame. Well, I got to tell you, Old Man Logan, story by Mark Millar. This is definitively going to be on my top 10 list it's just a question of where it ranks this Mm. is hands down one of the absolute best graphic novels i've ever read in my life and reading it again for the third time it's just as good and it's crazy Lawrence. you must have had this for at least a year or more at this point probably pre-pandemic seven years (laughs) for a long time you've you've got absolutely no excuse if you've You've had it so long, you've remade me buy a new copy of it. You should definitely <laughs> read this thing. It's it's just that good. I and will. when you find out why Wolverine is a pacifist, it's hands down one of the best comic book moments of my entire life is in this comic book. It is wow. just that good. I have to go back and reread it. I remember being good, but not like transcending. Like, like It is impossibly good, man. It is literally the unforgiven of graphic novels. I have it right there on that shelf behind SpongeBob. Well, Lawrence has it on one of his shelves too. So of the three of us here, we all we all have access to this thing. So that's kind of what I did in addition to uh, just work and a lot of prep for a, a feature I'm up for. So we'll see how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, man. We're, we're going to Three Brothers Shot Milk and get a lot more famous really soon. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's feature, right. Indie feature film. Feature film for those who don't know what a fe- feature is. Jack is Jack's up for a feature film. Full yeah, right length movie. Yes, yeah, right sir. Movie. Yes, sir. A movie. A movie. He's going to the movies, Chris. What you do this week? Well, I know what I did this week, but I know what you're going to be doing next week and what you're oh, going to be watching next week. Man. I watched anime this week. I watched what? Dragon Ball Z Superhero, which was all right. It was good. We're shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's Rich? I need to yeah, see. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if we ever needed Rich, you know, I was going to actually come here with like a Naruto headband and pretend like I've been down with the anime cause the whole time and blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and just be, be like one of those little bandwagon fans that jump we'll on. You, with... I'll give you the rich screw face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, mm. exactly. oh, wow. Yeah. So wow. Smash that I watched. It was pretty good. I, mean, I, I love Dragon Ball Z. I always like Dragon Ball Z. So. You like anime. Not all anime is the same. I know, I know. I like, I like DBZ and Robotech. That's it. But uh, listen, Chris, anime is as diverse as animation. Of course, I get that. I just don't like the style that much. That's uh, I, you know, I come down to the same thing. I know Rich gets mad, but I just don't like the style that much. I don't. It feels kind of weird to me. I don't know. But Ooh. I like DBZ. We- weirder. I can remember before Batman the Animated Series. When that first came out, that was a weird art style. It was a weird art style, but 
But we, we we enjoy it. We wound up loving it. I mean, I can't, I can't, I love what I love, man. The heart wants what it wants. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. And, and then so I watched, so now you have to watch uh Top Gun. That was the no, deal. is that the that was the deal. Oh that it's was about the damn deal. time. That so I'll say this, deal. Lawrence. Top Gun Maverick. Wait, wait, is, hold on. I'm trying yes, to Negro. That was the deal. Go back and listen Jack to and last count. week's episode. Watch Dragon Ball Z. It Wait. doesn't matter. You you didn't specify. You said, Chris, when you watch an anime is when I'm going to watch Top Gun. Jack, am I right? It sounds I, familiar. Uh, Jack, honestly, just say it sounds yes. familiar. But, but Lawrence, Top Gun Maverick is Wait, no, one no, no. of the... I'm not watching Top Gun Maverick. I will never watch Top Gun Maverick. He said Top Gun. Right, watch Top Gun. I will watch, I watch Top Gun. You, and I want you to text me in the volleyball scene. Because I want to know how uncomfortable you're feeling. I'm already, I'm, I'm already sweating. I'm already getting oily. Already I'm already sweating. It's making me feel some kind of way. I'm feeling some kind of way. Okay, and, fine. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And then um, I watched uh, Half a Swarm, which is weird. I'm kind of into it, kind of not into it. But it's, it's one of it's like one of those weird episodes in Atlanta that just is. goes on. Yeah. It is. And then I watched half of Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham. Oh, that's out for me. It is. Oh, <laughs> is it good? I'm, I'm excited for this. No, really, it looked good. It looked like Gat- Gatham by Gaslight. It was. It, it is. It is set up. It's set up in the early 1900s. It's not, but it's, it's not. Gotham, Gotham. It's very Gotham by Gaslight ish. So same thing, but it's like it's not as good. It's not as good. Watch it. So, I'll watch it. I'm gonna watch so, it. I mean, so it's worth watching, doing. but it wasn't like probably not it, worth it it, it. it 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 commits the biggest sin of any comic book movie or superhero movie is that there's that? being boring. Uh. So, so, like, you could be a lot of things. You could be cokey, you could be campy, you could be corny, but once you're boring in kind of this environment, it's kind of like, really? Especially animation. Yeah. Especially Batman. You can't have boring Batman. Right. Yeah. Like That Supergirl movie was not that good, the one when they went to the future, but it wasn't boring. It was bad. It wasn't boring. Right. Right. Good point. Wow. Good point. Um, my week, yo, I'm about to send you guys a clip because I watched the first two episodes of Superman and Lois. They spent money on the effects, yo. Superman has a fight in Metropolis. Yo, it looks beautiful. They are fighting throughout the city, going through buildings. Superman's like, he's like, I'm going to kill you, Superman. And he's like, not here, you won't. He tries to fly him out of the city. Which Superman would do? Yeah. <laughs> Get away from civilians. And the guy's able to make them crash land back into a building. And then it goes in slow motion. It's fire. I'm like, this, they spent some money. Yeah. And then, um, spoiler alert. I'm t- I got to spoil it because this, this hits. Superman learns that Lois has cancer. Oh. And he just holds her. And it's like all the powers in the world. And you can't fight this for her. That's how much this show hits, Chris. It like hits you in the. It's like this is us mixed with. <laughs> it's, no, literally, it's. It even has the music. It's like this is us mixed with Superman and raising these kids. It's really good, man. I I, I suggest anyone. It's good. It's good content. It's really good. It's not a CW show. It just so happens to be on the CW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, and and no, not the CW shows. They have, but they have their own. Their own style. Yeah, their own style. The teenage angst in the Yeah. Yeah. And they have some of that in this show, but the teenagers are teenagers and they're in high school. And we still deal with the adults and the adults adult. I bought some toys. What'd you buy? 
listen. You bought some toys. There's some unboxings. You can check that out on YouTube. Go to the unboxing playlist. But first up, this Jay Garrick. Ooh, I love the helmet. I this love the helmet. Such a good figure, man. I gotta tell you, Lawrence, the commentary on that toy review was pretty spot on. All the things you kept raising. You know, like Dude. a touch of gold would have been nice, but it's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal. But I mean, okay, for those, of course, you can't see it's a podcast. Jay Garrick, he wears the helmet like Mercury. And the low wings would have been nice if they were gold and not yellow, you know, because the helmet's silver. So you better, yeah. you better explain the visual of your Jay Garrett toy. So basically, he is pretty much wearing a shirt with a big lightning bolt. And on his head is like the helmet of Mercury. So it's pretty much like a saucer with wings on the side. And the wings are just yellow and the saucer helmet is silver. And it would have been nice if it was gold, you know? Now, if if his lightning bolt on his chest were flipped upside down, would that be Shazam's symbol? Yeah, I believe so. I I would get it right. It's right over there. It is. All right. You don't got to get it. (laughs) So Lawrence is going to check his Shazam symbol with his Black Adam because the the Black Adam one I have is more accurate. But yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same boat. Oh, man. That's hilarious. They reuse the boat the same money. Um, I also got flip it upside down. They'll never know. At the time, Shazam, I don't even think he was DC. He was Fawcett Comics. He he wasn't brought in yet. Wasn't Wiz? Pretty sure Shazam made his debut as Captain Marvel in Wiz Comics. I gotta check it out. But um I also got this Christian Bale Dark Knight oh, figure. Now this so is Chef's freaking kiss. I don't care who you are, you are not getting a detailed figure like this at this price point anywhere. This joint looks like it's I mean, it's amazing. The sculpting is amazing. Check out the unboxing of that. Comes with three batterings and and the, I mean the paint work. Nice. On that, and that, that and, seems that seems higher quality than usual. Much higher. Quality. I think McFarlane must have had like a little love affair making that line. Well, sort of, because the Joker sucks. This Heath Ledger Joker <laughs> is terrible, but his face sculpt is incredible. Head sculpt is amazing, but the body. Look at no texture on the coat, no texture in the pants. It feels like a toy. For comparison, I know you guys are just listening, but I'm holding up my Riddler toy. Oh, that looks like he's wearing a real jacket. Yeah. The pants have texture. The boots have texture. The Joker looks like. That's funny because the Joker's, like the Joker's vest, Heath Ledger's vest in the movie had so much texture on it. Yeah. It did. Yeah. And, and, and it came with a stack of money, which is cool because he burns it, but like no weapons. And in the movie it said. There's nothing lint. in his pockets but knives and lint. Give, it would be funny if they gave you lint. Yeah. Listen. So... I'm a little so-so on that. What else did I do this week? What else did I? I'll save I'm it for surprised McFarlane gave you a, a accessory with the Batman toy. Because it's not a gun. It's, it's a, almost it's a, no accessories. Well, he doesn't. But Batman, Batman will come with grappling hooks. Batman might. And what's crazy about this figure is he comes with three batarangs. So yeah, that's not usual. Usually you get this or a batarang. This Christian Bale. Thick. And then I have him on the shelf. I'm sorry, y'all can't even see this, but I have him on the shelf with my Pattinson, both like Batman Year Two kind of figures. I get the Keaton, and then I get the Batfleck. Batman No Way Home. <laughs> Batman No Way Home. Man, No Way Home. But that was my week. Yo, Chris. What up, Lawrence? I got a question for you, man. What's that? I got a question for you. Why 
is Batman so serious? Why is Batman so serious? Because he isn't a Joker. Yeah, no reason, no reason to jump on it. Let that one fly. Hey, Jack just has to eat it, Jack. Eat, eat the joke. <laughs> no, I no, think no. the the language of that one could have been a little better, but you're right. It's art, Jack. You can't critique art. It just it just is. You just experience it. Just experience it, and we're gonna experience going down the street, making a left at the stop sign, or right at the corner. That's gonna bring us to the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something of our video game case, something of our hobbled shelf, and we showcase it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got? I'll go. So right. <laughs> remember last year when I had all those uh, 90s figures I bought at the garage sale? Yes. So the, the garage sale happened again on Saturday. Oh, boy. We went back to the same guy. All the figures he had were trash. He had Star Wars stuff. I bought for Sebastian, which was cool. But I did buy this, this giant Wolverine poster. Wow, that is dope. I'm going to swing all the way back so you guys get the... The, how big this this thing is like three feet tall 90s man yeah 90s and the, you know the, the, the brown and yellow suit that Clawed is out. sick so yeah it's, really good idea. <laughs> it's cardboard too it's not just uh, it's not just paper it's cardboard yeah so, you got the wall fun. space you, you got some you got somewhere yeah it's gonna, go, it's gonna go right over here behind the printer Nice. That's a good looking Wolverine man yeah right I love this I love this style I remember Lawrence you remember you had this toy Yes, yes, I did have that. I had that that color, yeah. The toy biz one. I remember playing with it yeah. at my house. Lost the mask because that that mask you just put on his head, it'd be loose, and you know that thing is gone in like two yep. seconds. Yep. <laughs> the only mask I still have from that era is the Magneto helmet, which is we had the magnets in his chest, and his I hand. lost that one too. <laughs> and his cape, he had a cape. He did. He have a cape. He no, didn't have a cape. No, no, no. He just had these two metal things that stuck to his hands and stuck to his oh. chest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That Wolverine's not my my favorite favorite. Like I I'm a fan of the yellow and blue, but yeah, that was dope. That is definitely my second favorite. I saw uh, a um, derailed. I saw a uh, Cyclops drawing, and Lawrence, you would appreciate this. You know how Jim Lee drew the pouchiest of belts for all those X-Men figures? The 90s, man. Everything was pouchy. Cyclops in particular just has these massive pouches and pockets all over them, right? So someone literally took that Cyclops and they drew everything that was in the pouches. Oh, that's (laughs) cool. I got to send you. What is in there? What does he use? Do you really want me to answer that right now? No, you don't have to answer that right now. Because I could. I took a screen grab of the photo. (laughs) I had to because the second I saw it, I was like, oh, Lawrence has to see this. They never actually access the pouches of the comics, did they? It's, um, you guys can't see this, but I'm showing the brothers. In his pouch, he's got medical equipment. He's literally got a sandwich in case he gets hungry. He's got a picture of Gene. He's got pocket knives. I guess because I, at least with Cable, he uses guns. So you can imagine more weapons, clips, ammo, ammo like there, yeah. Cyclops, you don't have used weapons. What do you have in all those pouches? I guess we know the answer now. I'll send you it. We'll, we'll repost the post on Instagram. Yeah, put it, put it, put it on the IG, Jack. Yeah. Jack, what do you got, though? All right. Well, I'm showing some cards from my collection today. So back when I was in New York, I was in this uh, show 
Fuerza Bruta, which oh, then yeah. turned into uh, Wyra Fuerza Bruta, which was awesome. Very cool show. Google it if you want to know what it looked like because there's awesome. tons of videos. I saw it. It was great. That's right. And so uh, before the show, I would play card games and different games with the cast and the crew while we're, while we're waiting because we have a long setup and then we have about 40 minutes to kill before the show started. So I got into magic late in life, oh, but I used I to play it. during the show. So this is my 60 card deck. What color is it, Zach? This card is planes for the most part. Okay. And so here are some of my cooler guys, and I'll take some pictures we can post on the gram, but this is a legendary dragon creature who's massively powerful. I pulled these out recently because my buddy Sam, my eight-year-old neighbor across the way was like, hey, Jack, do you play magic? And I'm like, not really. I don't have anyone to play with, but I did for a minute. And so I ended up pulling out boxes of magic cards that i had uh, accumulated and that kid got so swagged up it's damn ridiculous <laughs> like i gave him a a 15 15 green creature with trample which basically means by the time you get him on the battlefield no one can stop you yep and um i don't know if he quite appreciated it but i think he did and then the other thing i want to show you guys is this guy i found in my collection oh. this is a 1940 it's from, literally from 1940. It's a Superman uh, trading card that came in a bubblegum set. And this Shoot. one is called Superman Racing the Shells. And there's like some, you know, giant cannon fire shells he's catching in midair from like a battleship. This card's, um, I've seen it sell for as much as 850 bucks, but I would guess this is probably... In the two hundred dollar range for this little guy. That's Damn, that's a nice keepsake, man. A real card from the forties. From cool. the nineteen forties. Well, from nineteen forty. Wow, wow. That's right. Pre pre WW two. Pre World War two. Yeah. Wow. You know, Sick. still that thing happening in the Pacific, and and the and the, and the, the European theater. Yeah, that's crazy. That's man. crazy. Cool. Well done. Uh, my pickup man would have really been real sweet. I have to show it next week during the the beginning to show Rich. But I was in a big Funko Pop store. I, I shot him a video because I'm like, when you come out, it's the craziest store. Jack, he'll appreciate this. I got a Funko Pop, guys. Ooh. And it's wow. from Superman the movie. Oh. And it's Superman and Lois together oh. in That's flight. That's cool. That's very appropriate for you. Yeah. And you can make them like hold hands. And it's literally, it's that scene from the movie. And I showed my wife this and said, Shay, isn't this cute? And she says, I think they look weird. And I'm there when I, I shot my shot for the night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I tried to segue into romance. And she's like, I don't like the way they look. I'm like, they're flying together. She's like, ex wife. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, there it is. She's starting to sound a lot like my ex wife. You're married before? Nope. <laughs> We're joking, Shay, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Like and subscribe. Like, like and subscribe. <laughs> Um, that's my pickup, man. I think Rich would have really appreciated. Jack, I'm sure you do. And Chris, I don't know how you really feel about this Superman Lois Funko Pop, but cool. I feel the love. I feel the love. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's cool. It's very, it's very you. So yeah, man. I find yeah. somewhere for it. But um, yo, guys, I'm gonna go to that alley, that dark alley. That you going by yourself? I'm going by myself to Anime Alley. I'll come. Okay, bye. Oh, it's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. 
doesn't feel right doing this segment without Rich. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't. But the show must go on. And Rich and I will cover this in full, I'm sure. But My Hero Academia just finished their sixth season. It is amazing for those of, those of you who like anime. For those of you who like superhero content, this is the content for you. And this is the season where that happy-go-lucky tone shifts into something darker. And he becomes a vigilante. It, it becomes pretty intense, intense and very dark. My Hero Academia is amazing. It's amazing. I won't give anything away too much, but please jump into it, man. It's really, it's, it's, it's an origin story for what will be the greatest superhero of all time. Rich has already talked about it. We just finished the last episode of season six, and this joint freaking hits, and it's an all-out war here. Superheroes, superheroes quit because public perception has changed, and the war got that severe. The superheroes, I quit. I won't be a superhero anymore. And the only ones to stand in the way of the bad guys is these students and a couple of their mentors. It's actually pretty freaking dope. Go watch my hero, Aka freaking Damia. Wow. It's time for some news. It's time for the news. So we got some news for that bootay. First up, wow. we got... You know, I put bonus things at the end of the episode sometime. Uh, uh, a freaking... <laughs> <laughs> we got Lady Gaga on set shooting yeah. the Joker too. We got to look at her. We already got a first look at her, but we get to Make see her Make her very in. minimalistic, actually. Yeah. Very minimalistic. Feels like it fits the tone of that Joker movie. And um, very real world. They had a, a freaking, a, they, a, a screen grab of a prop and showing the guys this is crazy in love. And it shows Harley Quinn like her mugshot going into the hospital pretty much. Nice. She's going to kill this. It's yeah. going to be so freaking dope. Is it really going to be a musical? Yeah, yeah but they cast Lady Gaga, man. Of course no, it's, it is. Uh, and it's going to be fine because they're insane. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's how, actually how it works. It's going to be a musical for them. Yes, yes. <laughs> hopefully. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't read the script. The music is going to be like an like a insight into their madness, right? Like, I, I hope so. Well, who knows? We don't. Yeah, like Lawrence <laughs> said, we haven't read the script, you jerk. But, but that makes <laughs> sense for the characters. It needs to be. <laughs> Um, we also got a first look at freaking Tim Drake in the second part of the final season of Titans. That's a good freaking suit, man. That might be the best suit yet. Uh, Jason Todd's was pretty cool too, but yeah, I think this might be the best. I don't, I hate when they give these vigilantes fingerless gloves because fingerprints and secret identity, this show don't care about secret identities, but why would you wear fingerless gloves and leave your fingerprints everywhere but you wearing a mask yeah gloves are more about those kind of gloves are more about protecting your knuckles not protecting right. yeah, your identity. knuckles or, or when you're lifting for your right. this show's already loose with secret identities he's already gone into battle with no mask anyways but the costume is dope and the actor is really good too did Chris, you mention that about your flash toy unboxing too i did but my thing is the speedsters probably are moving so fast and vibrating they're not even leaving fingerprints so i can justify that in my narrative with speedsters yeah, and um, same thing with superman you know oh, yeah and clark kent's probably not in any database anyway for real. kryptonians don't even have fingerprints That's, that. we don't did you I mean, everything's made no. up. You're only making it up. What does wait, it matter? Wait, why did Chris say I heard that? I'm like, wait, for real? Because this is like our 95th show. 
Good Burger is getting a sequel. I know this doesn't really fit into our genre. The Good Burger, Burger, can I take your order? Let me tell you something. Keenan and Kel, they're a big reason of why I exist the way I am. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of reasons why I want to be an actor. But when I was 10 years old, seeing these guys who were probably 14 at the time doing this sketch comedy show as young black kids killing it, I was like, wait a second. I can do that. And I asked my mom, I read a book on how to get a talent agent as a child. I read that book from cover to cover. I said, mom, I need a talent agent. See, she said no. I didn't become an actor until I was 25, but still. <laughs> you know, that explains a lot, Lawrence. Come on. Of the people I've known in my life, I've known a lot of good actors, but I haven't known a lot of good actors who are also just business of acting savvy. And Lawrence has always crushed that game. Both games, by the way. Oh, thank you. Phenomenal actor, in case you haven't noticed. And the guy is so business savvy, it's frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, I did frustrate Jack a couple times at school. (laughs) No, I mean, but but Good Burger 2 is great. I'm so happy they're working together again. Maybe Keen is- Chris, not to be- Sorry to cut you off there, Lawrence. I noticed I gave you a compliment there, and I I haven't complimented Chris today. I'll be okay. I'll be okay, Jack. Chris, you're looking real handsome. Right now, very handsome. Thank you. They said obviously. (laughs) It's not a compliment. It's it's not a compliment if it's true. It's like and water's wet, guys. Exactly, water's (laughs) wet. It's dark at night. (laughs) Chris is handsome. Do better, guys. Do better. (laughs) Man, Um, yo, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel is filming right now. Yep. We're going to get this probably in a couple of years. Iconic set right now. Well, not right now, but at the time when it was announced, they were already on. I think they were at the firehouse filming. I I didn't know they were were shooting already. I was like, yo, this is, I'm really happy about that, man. That that, that afterlife hit the feels with nostalgia in in such an amazing way. That's how you do it. Um, Chris, Jack, I'm sorry. You got to sit out this for a little bit, okay? Power Rangers dropped their trailer dude it was amazing an amazing trailer and dark man the thing starts off with rita repulsa coming back and pretty much killing the yellow ranger yep then it flashes to her daughter saying rita killed my mother and jack i don't know if you you wasn't really watching powers like that they couldn't use words kill destroy they couldn't use any of those words in the show times have changed and you got the original actors walter jones and david yost back as uh, Billy and Zach, which is amazing because Walter Jones left the show because three of them wanted to go union because they were making less than minimum wage on I a show that brought... I thought there was a peace conference, Lawrence. That was the characters. <laughs> you know who's not excited about it? Who? The town of Crystal Cove going, what is, why are you all coming back here now? It's been 30 years of quietness. And all of a sudden, all the monsters are back. <laughs> but like, he left the show because they wouldn't pay them and they want to go union. And they said, no, Power Rangers grossed a billion dollars in his first year with all the merchandise. The actors got nothing. So they left the show. And then David Yost left the show because uh, people were making fun of the fact that he he was homosexual. Like he was like getting just jokes and jokes. And one day he just walked off set. He talks so about a lot on his IG. He does. So the fact that they were able to come back, of course, Power Rangers is under new management. It's under... um. Hasbro, but they're able to come back and almost like take the sour taste or even worse taste out of their mouths of why they left and they come back and like 
finish their legacy like like they should have. So I'm really happy for those actors, and it looks Did good, that man. Season just stopped Wait. abruptly. Which one? Series? Power Rangers back in the day. No, when when those three actors left, they brought three more actors on, and like in two episodes, justify why there's a new Rangers. What's the, uh, isn't there a Legend of the White Dragon thing? Yes. Well, Korea. that's coming out, I think, in the fall. Now that's Jason David Frank's last film. Jason David Frank had like a lot of beef with Haim Saban at the time, who did Power Rangers. According to him, like he had ideas, and they didn't even want to hear it. Like Haim Saban wanted to keep Power Rangers child friendly. And everyone wanted to mature a little bit. And it's like, I don't know, apples, who knows, apples or oranges. So basically, he's like, well, I'm going to do my own thing with the Bat and the Sun guys who do those super power beatdowns. And that's where you get Legend of the White Dragon. And apparently, they were going back and forth with Hasbro and, I guess, Saban to create something like this with them. And eventually, they said, we're going to do it ourselves. So in the trailer, you see the Pink Ranger and the Green Ranger. But Amy Jo Johnson, who played Kimberly, is not in it. And she said, like... I didn't like their offer. Later on, she said it's not about money, but they probably offer her like pay for your own travel. Like, like they lowball these actors. Yeah. Jason David Frank said he's done. So I'm really curious what they're going to do about. What about Austin St. John? He he's in tax problems. He needed that check. But he, I don't know if it, he he returned for a beast something beast masters power rangers beast something. But he got in trouble with the law. Alleged, I don't know if it, he was Which color innocent. Ranger is he? Red Ranger. The, the original Red Ranger. He, li- he, li- he lives like 10 minutes from here. He got in trouble with the law. I don't know if he was... I think he was proven innocent, but at the time, maybe that's why they didn't reach out to him. I mean, I th- it was just tax issues, I thought. I thought he was just like tax evasion. No. Well, they locked no. up snipes for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know the reason, but I don't know. But the dude that's in there is the Red Ranger is the guy that took over as Red Ranger. So everyone that's on the reunion show, it is a reunion. Um, and for me and Chris, sorry, Jack, this is a, we're going very long on Power Rangers. This is everything. We were in the we were in Chris's apartment complex in the cul-de-sac. Yep. Fighting putties, Jack. Back to doesn't back. Doesn't that doesn't that back release in April? It releases in April. No, I don't remember the date. <laughs> yeah, someone's really excited about it. So, are we going to be talking about that content? Yeah, you and know, the it. fans well, are screaming, "No, Chris, please!" Chris and I will be. You and Rich are not invited because we don't want to hear your skit. We we don't want to hear Jack do the thing on this. Wow, that's that's kind of hurtful. <laughs> Can you imagine talking about Power Rangers with Jack? He's like, "There's just no texture on their costume." I'm like, "Jack, get out! Get out, <laughs> Jack! We know what this is. Don't ruin it for me, Jack." I watched Power Rangers growing up. No, no, no. Don't do this, Jack. You're right. Not the same. <laughs> I get listen, we're so we're at DC Comics, Chris. Okay. Getting the tour of all tours. And you've heard us talk about it before. It's just incredible. The guy's all opening vault after vault for us. And we go into Dan, the VP of yeah. DC at the Times office, and he's got this Power Ranger memorabilia, and that's what Lawrence goes off on. Oh We're in God. DC Comics. Getting the, I mean, Jim the, Lee's desk was over there, and he, he had, had the, dribbles he had everywhere. The, he had the box set of the whole series at the time because the actress who was the lead in iZombie was a Yellow Ranger in one of the series, so he wound up getting the whole box set. And it had, like, the Red Ranger's helmet. I'm like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that other stuff. What's this? My point. 
Yes, I'm a Power Ranger fan. Chris is too. Back to back. Back to climbing that tree for tennis of Zord. All right, we're gonna yep. move on. We're gonna move on. Sorry, people. Looks like the last Ronin is getting the video game treatment. Awesome. God of War tip. That's gonna be dope. That for those who don't know, Last Ronin is a Ninja Turtle comic graphic novel where all the turtles are dead and there's only one lone survivor, and he's pretty vigilante. He won't tell you who it is, but that be. I'll tell game. you who it is. No, Jack, no, don't, don't don't do it, Jack. Don't do it. In um, TMNT, the 2007 one, they give a little bit of treatment of that, but it's not the mm, same. You see it. Well, the game should be freaking dope. Since we're talking about John Wick today, and uh, Lance Reddick passed away last week. Yeah. Um, he was in a million things, and uh, freaking animation voiceover as well as live action. And he played uh, uh, the concierge. The concierge, Sharon. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, which is kind of ironic because the character, spoiler alert, I mean, he's not in, in it. It's not even like we see something happen to him too but much. But we do see him in the, the ballerina, the prequel that's coming out. So he does play a role in the prequel coming out. Oh. I out. I, so he, that's actually his last role is that. Wow. Wow. So, he, okay. Uh, much love to his family. Wonderful actor. And from what people say, wonderful human being. Oh, his, um, his his diction, the way he spoke, was just so cool. He was just he was he was, so cool. he was he's just. A, I mean, come on. What's it, interesting about that is they told him he didn't need, need to do any kind of accent for the role, and he insisted on it. He was like, he, "No, he needs it. For, he I, he really needs something for this." And so he stuck to his guns, and it really made the the character pop. Because that whole that hotel cast a feel. Otherworldly, it needs to yeah. feel like this isn't. We're not just in America here. This is like a. This is a hotel for every. Like everyone passes through here. Exactly. Exactly. It's like it's own. It's its own country when you come into this hotel. Um, wonderful choice, wonderful actor. And last bit of news. This might get a little long winded as well. I apologize in advance. Shazam Two Ugh. has flopped in the box office. That's it shame has had about a sixty. 65 68% drop off in ticket sales between opening weekend and its second weekend. It took I like saw the latest numbers was 80% now. It's up to 80% now. Wow. But John Wick came out the second that second week. Still, that's that, that's a that's severe drop. Doesn't and, and it's, it's not, not it's, it's not, not the same. It's, it's it's a bad slot, man. It's not it's the same. Hard. It's not the same audience though. We're talking like Honey I Shrunk the Kids versus The Punisher. And, and but a 80%. lot of those people who a lot of those people who watch John Wick aren't not necessarily the that geekdom that might watch Shazam too. But you're kind of picking and choosing if you're going. And not people don't want to go every week usually. Eighty yeah. percent drop off though, Jack. I don't like yeah, that. That's, that's that's a lot. It's it's the biggest superhero movie flop in this modern era of superheroes. It's probably within the last fifteen years. You know what's frustrating about that is I know you guys haven't seen it yet, but it's a good movie. It I believe it. The first one was a good film. Well, yeah. fun Zach- time. Zachary yeah. Zachary Levy has gone on Instagram Live and pretty much pled his case. So the news is pretty much that like everything they wanted to do with this film was thwarted. He was like, oh. "We wanted Henry Cavill to be in part one. You think we wanted a head cut off Superman? They said right. no, we can't have him." He was like, "In M two, spoiler alert." This is in the spoiler, but it might spoil it. Hawkman and Cyclone were supposed to show up and ask him to be in the Justice Society. The studio said, no, you can't have them. And then allegedly, The Rock and his people shut that down. 
And then you had uh, is that he also said the movie wasn't marketed well. I'm like, what are you talking about? I saw it everywhere. Yeah, no, they started pushing it from the DC fan. But, but when you think about the trailer, you have Shazam lying on the couch complaining about how hard it is to be a superhero. It's a family movie. The trailer should have it should have been the kids in that trailer. You want kids to go see this. This is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. This is like the stuff we grew up with. You want your this is ten year old wish fulfillment. Yeah, this is throwing a truck at a dragon. Yeah, but when you see the trailer, it looks like your regular run of the mill superhero film. And if your fanboys aren't going to go see it, and you don't give parents the feels like this is for kids, then you're missing a whole audience. Like this is a family movie, and they didn't market it that way. The kids should have been in the trailer more than the adults. Yeah, it's a kids movie. Yeah, it um, definitely, it definitely and, and Zachary said that it's a kids feel good movie. It's silly, it's jokey, it's supposed to be, but it wasn't marketed that way. Also, when you Ant Man wasn't good. I didn't. I don't really care for much of the Ant Man films, although I love Paul Rudd and everyone in it. But you go see them because it's connected. Is Shazam the kind of property you go see on its own? Now that DC, you know, it's not connected to anything anymore. Wasn't really connected the first time around, right? Yeah, it and, was. And you right. said this when, when we reviewed uh, Black Adam. You really eloquently painted a good picture of how Shazam. As much as I disagree, because I was happy to finally see Cavill again, Shazam probably would have been the correct thread to put in that film. For oh, the how could you not? It's like having a Lex Luthor movie and not having Superman or right. having a joke. You know, it's it's just. But the Rock. And his team were so adamant. Like like during San Diego Comic-Con, DC only had two films coming out this year, Shazam and Black Adam. And you don't even get a red carpet picture of The Rock and Zachary Levy, even just at attendance. Like they did everything in their power to make these two projects so separate. Which is so ironic, man, because they're like, you know, you said it. No one's going to say it any better. Than what you just said, Chris. It's like having a Lex Luthor film, and then instead of having Superman in the cav- uh, cameo, you bring in the Bat- Flash. You bring in Batman because yeah, like, it's popular. Flash, like, it's not even Arrow. Batman. It's, it's yeah. not even Batman. It's not even it's Batman. Like, so removed. Martian Manhunter coming in. At yeah, end. exactly. No, you're exactly right. And which happened. <laughs> like, why is Manhunter in, in this Luthor film? And it's like right. both of these movies were kind of are kind of middle of the road. I didn't see Shazam too, but I feel like it didn't change the game, but it was a good time. If they would have really used each other, we would have had a really sweet three movie kind of situation. Shazam one, fun. Black Adam, fun in the end. The wizard shows up and says, You are this is your prison. You can't leave. Black Adam's like, who can stop me? See this boy walk up. Shazam, Shazam, Shazam two, we fight Black Adam. And if it ends there, it's like, wow, what a wonderful three movie arc. Right. And we and the tickets would have went crazy just yeah. to know they're connected. I think The Rock didn't want to be the villain. He wanted to be that anti-hero that he can build a franchise. I think that was a goal to be like a venom almost. I but I, and I also think he didn't see the legs in Shazam, or he sees it as his family movie, and that's not what he wants to do with Black Adam. And in his mind, he wants to fight Superman. Like he wants Black Adam to be up there. Which is great, but but, but you and if there was no Shazam movies going on right now, fine. Who cares? Right. But, but we have this other it, franchise. It doesn't make sense for Superman to fight that version of Black Adam. It does. It does. When you guys, when Superman and and Black Adam are the same management team, 
You're trying to look out for your teammates. No, I'm saying they would. That would have turned into a buddy cop film eventually. They would have fought, same as they fought in every other stupid movie that puts two vil- uh, two heroes against each other. Shazam's a hero. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Black Adam is a hero in this film. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. He's a violent hero, but he's heroic. He's not the villain of the story. Right. And so they would have had them squabble fight just so they'd have to team up in order to fight a bigger fight. What's your mom's name? Me too. And it's not compelling. But then when you have Black Adam, who lost his son, who's vengeful, and here comes this little boy wielding power, just like your son did, all of a sudden we have stakes. All of a sudden it's a compelling relationship. And you want him to be, you want them to be friends. And maybe they, and and they just can't. Their fundamentals are too different. Um, But again, it would have turned out the same because- Black Adam isn't set up as a villain. He's set up as an anti-hero, which just equates the hero in this scenario. They'd fight, they'd squabble, they'd have to come together. Whether it's Superman or Shazam, Black Adam was never playing the villain. You right. know what they, you know they should just done? So there was a Shazam short that came out called Shazam mm-hmm. Black Adam. And it was part of like, they had a couple like a different shorts, about 25 minutes long. That, sh- that could have been the movie. Superman was included in the movie. Shazam and Superman team up. They, they beat Black Adam. For and- some reason, Warner Brothers did not want Cavill anywhere near it, so much as though The Rock steamrolled him in, no contract, and then the new regime said, no, thank you. Yep. Cavill, I mean, so basically Shazam is suffering, and I think it, it's pretty unfair. I think the movie, I didn't see it, but I'm pretty sure the movie is better than an 80% drop-off. Like, Yeah, it on. is. It is. No, I, I, when, after I saw the movie, I called Lawrence the next day. I'm like, this movie was a good time. It was good. And everyone, every reviewer who I listened to are like, it was pretty good. It was fun. Better than Ant-Man, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that <laughs> bar is low. Man, but here's the deal. But that's the content. The family movie. wasn't competing with John Wick following Fast on his heels. John Wick, I know the different genre, but there, there's I, some cannibalism there. There's some cannibalism of your audience there. I agree. That's what I'm Not saying. Not 80%. The reason I wasn't jonesing to go to the Black uh, the uh, Shazam sequel was because I was a little movie fatigued after seeing three movies in a row and John Wick was coming up. So I was like, I wanted to. See, I I like Shazam one, and if there was no John Wick movie coming up, I probably would have seen Shazam two. Yeah. Well, then I mean, your movie's got to compete. You true. Your yeah, movie. If true. your movie yeah, can't yeah, compete, you, you that's can't lower the bar. You can't lower yeah. the bar just because and other good movies are coming up. You brought something up, and we talked about this before. Is there superhero fatigue? Hear me out. We've had three superhero movies come out in a row this year. All crap the bread pretty much. Black Adam, Ant Man, and Shazam. It's hard to get excited for a thing when you're getting it nonstop. And I know Chris, you said just make it good and we'll come. And you're right. Yeah, well, but, but you we got to be excited. But we were primed from that because of what uh, Disney was doing. Disney Marvel was pumping out so much content. So much right. content that had no, had no repercussion. You know, I, I, the fatigue. I think they they went in ambitious. Because you're right, Jack. They came in so so much content. It was the pandemic. Everyone's at home. They're watching streaming content. But, Get it out. But I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the content, but you you, you invest all your time into this content. Okay, look, these movies just have like 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 wrestling, right? It's like WrestleMania. All the 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 the, the, the you know the weekly raw and like SmackDown, they all lead to the road of Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, right? So WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, the big events being the actual movies. But then you go through this road 
and your payoff is so weak. But on the Marvel I, I, side, I don't think it's even the payoff. Even if they were all good, I think that there's something about somewhere of '89, the anticipation of Batman coming out. Like you don't get anticipation as soon as you finish one thing, the next. Oh, that's out. There'll be something good coming out, and I'd be like, oh, I didn't even know that dropped yet, and I wanted to see it. Like well, that's the other, happening. The other thing that's true is things that hit the theater often are going to be on a streaming platform within a few months. Yeah. Less, so it's, less. So it's not like it's not like you re- really even have to be that patient. I would be surprised if Shazam in the next month isn't something you could pay four to ten bucks to watch at your house anyways. You right. Save half the price and put on your TV. I mean, they, they dropped Black Panther for February 1st for Black History Month. And in in the, these movies, that might be a little on the nose, but yes, Chris. No, but it was quick. No, but, but from the time, the, the turnaround the, the, was quick. Yes. Quick. Yes. And, I, and these movies need to feel like an event. And although Marvel's doing their thing right now, people like superhero movies. Is it Marvel? Is it DC? Doesn't matter. It's all one thing. When Marvel right. fails, it hurts DC. When DC right. fails, it hurts Marvel. Yes. It hurts the culture. Yeah. And having three duds in a row in the theaters. Like, I'm not excited to see Shazam 2, not because I don't want to see it, but because that well has been filled. Like, I'm content with this level of content. You know what's right. going to fix oh, that? What? The Flash. The Flash is well, the Flash is starting to feel like how all these movies should feel. Anticipation. You've yep. been waiting for Keaton to come back for a while. It's a yep. moment. Yep. And it's like... And hopefully, you know, the other thing is they've taken their time. They they so took their time with this movie that they literally took another year and a half to reshoot chunks of it. Back. <laughs> so many right. Times. So you hope that time wasn't just delayed because their lead went and lost himself, we'll say it like that. Well, I'm sure that that played a part. But you, is he you, doing press now? No. And they, Chris, pronouns they honors pronouns. Is they official? Mm-hmm. But basically, <laughs> Zachary like pleaded on that live, and it was hard to watch because you just see an actor who put us all into a thing and feels like it's unfairly being crucified. Unfairly. Yeah, yeah. For a movie that's decent, you should. You, it's, we talk, like, we just talk about the cardinal sin of superhero movies. If it's boring, then that's the sin you can't forgive, right? That movie is a good time. I'm not saying it's the best movie, but the movie's it's it's better than average. It's better than the average movie. It's better Mis- than the average superhero movie. Mismarketed, a regime change, and the the rocks. I don't want no parts of it. Yeah, let's <laughs> we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, but that's the news. That was the news. Stop laughing, Chris. Yeah, Chris, laughing a lot today. I know. Yeah. It's about to get bloody. It's about to get Ooh. murderous. It's time for a debate. Let's get, get ready to go. We're talking about John Wick today. So, John Wick is pretty much a superhero. Chris pointed that out earlier. I texted this in the theater after the movie was over. <laughs> He's a superhero. Um... He is now. John Wick would be right at home in a comic, TV show, or movie. What existing franchise would you pair him in, and who would you partner him with? Is the debate question. So, this was my question. I thought of a whole scenario and storyline that I would put this in. So John Wick is John Wick is a, he's our protagonist. But if you look at him, if you zoom out and look at him, he's a bad guy. Oh, he's a terrible person. Yes, yeah, he's. You got to zoom out. You, you don't have to zoom out that far. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I would put him in Marvel. 
I would have him be. I would do. I would have him. It's going to be like exactly what Jack was talking about. When you have two guys, they're squabbling, but their squabbling is going to be gunshots at each other. Him, Punisher's going after him because Punisher, because the 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 the, the assassins guild, the you know table is coming into the city. He sees them taking over, and he blames John Wick because John Wick is the most famous assassin. Punisher goes after John Wick. Then they, they fight for a while. They fight for half the movie. Then they realize their goal is the same. They team up and they go and they go take down the table. That's my. That's who my do they idea. take down? Because I feel sorry for them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's freaking great, Chris. I can't really poke any holes in it. I mean, Punisher and John Wick are kind of a match made in hell. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well done, <laughs> Jack. Yeah. Can no, you follow I, I was, that? Uh, no, I 100% agree. John Wick fits seamlessly into the Punisher world. He fits into the Daredevil world, which yes. is the same world. Um, in fact, the Daredevil is essentially in the John Wick movie. Spoiler, we'll talk about it. Yep. Um, I think he also fits pretty well into the Born Identity uh, world. Maybe not John Wick's world, but John Wick himself. Okay. Is that a flag, um, Chris? You said comic book TVs or movies. Are you letting us? You let us He said comic book, but I did. I, say oh, but I want to hear where he's going with this. I like. The, I, like I think he know. also fits into like the Fast and the Furious world. It's like, but, but but I would say what's funny about that is John Wick Four is so akin to what happened in the Fast and the Furious. If you watch the Fast and the Furious movies, Part One and Two are pretty real world. John Wick One is actually pretty grounded in real in its own reality where John Wick 4 is starting to feel like these Fast and the Furious movies starting right? to he fell out of like a five story building and a, a van broke his landing yeah. oh, and he just gets up like and he just walks yeah. with a little bit of a limp he runs with a little bit of a limp the whole the whole movie so so not to talk about John Wick we'll stick to the debate but but in that vein because John Wick depending on where you're picking him up now he fits in that gritty kind of, uh, uh, you know, spy espionage, uh, hitman assassin things. Like he could, he could fit into the video game hitman without trying very hard at all. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also he could also fit into like the Matrix. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it might just be the Matrix. I did watch this movie. Like this is Neo's simulation. Well, you know, and it feels... Ah, shoot, we're talking about the content. All right, let's save that talking point. Save the Matrix talking point for when we talk about the movie. So anyways, my answer to the question is... Uh, well, oh, I, real I, quick. I'm sorry. It's got an idea. We'll talk about... Can you imagine, like, at the end of John Wick, and as like the, the, as it's fading, and the credits start to roll, you see the numbers go across the screen just a little bit? Oh, and, please. And then done. Like, please. we would lose our lives. Everyone... <laughs> If someone were smart enough to do that, oh, can I mean, you imagine? We would go like, no. what? What? <laughs> you know, everyone would have been in absolute insane. And I would have been one of the people going insane. Absolutely. Like, thank you, because that was the John Wick. That, sorry, that would have been the Matrix movie I was hoping to see. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Anyways, yes. Um, 
I'm going with Punisher Daredevil World. I agree with Chris, a.k.a. Debate Genius, because literally the same characters from the Punisher Daredevil World are now in the John Wick content. So for me, it's not even a a question as to whether he fits in it. For me, I'm just watching a multiverse version of the Punisher Daredevil and Kingpin and all those characters are just John Wick now. It's the same content. Absolutely is. Absolutely. So... Okay, I had a feeling you guys were going to go this way, so I'm going completely left with mine. Praise. <laughs> First, honorable mention, I would love to see John Wick jump into the Kill Bill franchise and him oh. and the bride. She's good with the sword. He's good with the gun. That's cool. Interesting. And they have to work together. First, of course, against each other, as all these things as do. All, of course, of course. And, they and decide then work with each other. Martha! What did you just say? And can you, and the director of John Wick's amazing. See, can you, you imagine you know the, the Tarantino the did? Is Lawrence will do anything. anything at this point to get a third Kill Bill Kill movie. Bill, yes. Anything, anything. I will drop Keanu Reeves in there. Just give me a Kill Bill three. But that would be dope to see uh, the bride Beatrice and freaking John Wick just shooting and hacking people apart the whole time, and then have Tarantino direct Tarantino directing a John Wick would be ridiculous. It would be. No shame to the director that directed John Wick. It's dope. But Tarantino would be, it'd be crazy. Um, this is what I'm going to do, though. This is what I'm going to say. I like blending genres. And when I watch certain things, I always wonder, how would this person fare in this environment? How would John Wick fare in The Walking Dead? The zombie apocalypse just happens. Happens to anybody. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. It can happen to anybody. You're living your life. You're fighting the table. Wait, and wait. And the virus <laughs> spreads. I don't think it'd go very well for John Wick because he spends most of his time grappling. But he got a yeah. But he has his precision shooting. So not in the first. No, I'll save that. But John Wick yo. four precision shooting. So t- John t- Wick four, he spends the first twenty minutes of the movie missing everything he's shooting at. Well, that's because we need him to use other weapons. That's why. Yeah, he needs yeah. to use nunchucks. But so like, I see like a group like Rick Grimes and the guys. They're following this trail of just dead walkers. And then as they get to the end of the trail, <laughs> you just see John Wick like heaving like and then he turns around and they're like oh, come on, man. it writes itself, bro. It writes it itself. Ra- Yo, wow. drop John Wick in the middle of that zombie apocalypse. It'd be like this is light work. He fights assassin, these slow moving walkers. <laughs> He'd be fine. He'd be fine. And he only goes and John Wick only goes for headshots. Everything is a headshot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, Lawrence. Way to think out of the box. I, I got to applaud you on that one. I will say Chris and I have nailed the most obvious choice because it's basically the only choice. But that, fruit, the was so, Dead, that man, fruit was so low hanging. It's on the floor, Jack. Right. It's just the same fruit. The same. <laughs> it's the same fruit. Like, one's a like, green apple, one's a red apple. I said it before. Fast and Furious and all of a sudden like Jurassic Park. Like like merge these movies in the most ridiculous ways and see how these guys have to like, we have to wow. outrace a dinosaur. I think I can do it. Were they going to do a, like a 21 Jump Street uh, Jurassic Park? Yeah. No, they were going to do 21 Jump Street and it's like Ninja Turtles. It was 21 Jump Street and something. Yeah, they were going to do it. I mean, Ninja Turtles blend so effortly with so much content. Though. Anything. So that's it. That's a good debate. I think I won, right? No. Um, yeah. 
I'd call that two against one. Man. We'll let the people decide. Leave a comment on our Instagram page or in a random YouTube video. I'll find it. Uh, or you can leave a review and just mention this. Leave a review. It helps with the algorithm. Uh, let's get to the reason why we're here. Please. Ooh. It's time for the main event. John Wick. Wick. Baba Yaga. Four. Four John Wick it's movies. Wow. Four John Wick movies. I'm going to give you guys the synopsis, and then we're going to give you our spoiler-free thoughts, and we do our deep dive. John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. John Wick 4. What you guys think? I delivered what it promised. Gratuitous violence. And good time. I mean... <laughs> You know, you go in expecting something, and good, bad, or indifferent, it gives you exactly what you were looking for. I'll say more about that once we get into the deep dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say this. Here's my spoiler free. I absolutely enjoyed it. Arguably, a lot of things do not make sense thematically about this movie. (laughs) Like, the story story just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and if you have watched the other John Wick's movies, then you have to watch this one. And it continues to double down on itself. It continues to be like that first. Oh, yeah. Spoiler free. I enjoyed it. There you go. I mean. But, but boy. But for the record, I enjoyed it also. Spoiler alert. I mean, I think a kill Spoiler count. alert. I'm just going to say a kill count in one scene is like a kill count for some movie franchises. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It doubles down. Um, I I enjoyed it. It was a bit repetitive for me. A bit. It got a little repetitive. And then it didn't get repetitive. And then it got repetitive. So I was here for This is the first John Wick film I've seen in the actual movie theaters. Really? Yeah. yeah. I kind of enjoy it at home, to tell you the truth. You don't need the spectacle of a big screen for this film. Some movies you do, like um, arguably Mission Impossible movies. You kind of want a big screen. Well, they're shooting on lenses for it. Like, you know, they're bringing IMAX cameras. I mean, and this works on the big screen, too. But for me, I enjoy watching this at home. I probably would have waited to watch this at home if we weren't covering it. But it was a good time. And it's always, guys... It's always good to see Keanu Reeves do his thing. He credits this role as bringing his career back. Um, it did. And yeah. similar to Tom Cruise, his work ethics on the screen, like you see how hard that man worked. Like oh, it's yeah. totally clear. And he did the, slow down a little bit for this one, though. I'm not gonna lie. He's 50. He's a, he's a little tall and gangly in some scenes. Are we gonna spoil this now? Let's, no, spoil let's it. get into our deep right. dive. Yo, I did a recap. Of yeah. the other movies after I saw this. Because I was like, what's happening? I need to go back. And Jack, I came to the same conclusion you had. I watched a YouTube video, the recap of part one. Yeah. That's a solid freaking movie. I went back and I watched part one today. I watched part one today. And that movie is has just... It's different. The action's different. But it's just as gripping Right, um, you're just as enthralled by the the way the gun kata, I'll call gun fu, right, is yep. utilized, and the the uh, 
jujitsu in the film, the grappling technique. It's all there, but it doesn't feel like I'm watching a superhero film. It doesn't feel like I'm watching what the Fast and the Furious have turned into or a Marvel movie. It's like right. it's grounded in such I'm watching a relationship film and then I'm watching a revenge piece with incredible combat choreography and it's just violent and it's tactical it's so good and that's part one by the time we get to part four it's like part two and three kind of like take it to where it is yeah that well that that's the problem with films like this is they have the need to outdo themselves and so then you gotta then you got moments in a movie where people are doing like this with the most eloquent Taylor cut suit you've ever seen in your life, and they're just deflecting right. bullets that are being shot right here. Well, and I'm like, well, it has to, it like, has the kev, it has, it yeah, but real, like, real pop for a second. Doing? Police, police wear thick mill bulletproof vests, and they get busted ribs and bruises. And these lightweight jackets just be taken round after round right. after round. Also, a, a bulletproof vest gets shot once. You got to toss it, man. You've lost your structural integrity. I'm cool with suspending my suspension of disbelief if they responded to think Chris brought out his bulletproof vest. So I have a right. bulletproof why, vest. Why you would need that? Chris, Jack, don't ask questions. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. So the bulletproof vest is thick, right? And I have a stage two trauma plate in the chest. So there's no way. Oh, shit. Wow. Right. So there's no right. way you're actually, you know, it's not, you know, it's not, obviously it's a movie, but there's no way you're doing anything. So suspension of disbelief. A my, lot of disbelief. my only no. issue is play the impact of the bullets then. You have to. That's it's, what I'm saying. Like it's, it's wearing that, you still break a rib. Right. You can oh, still yeah. break a rib from that distance. Um, oh, yeah. Now, what I will say about part one on top of what you said is the emotional integrity of that film. Stakes. The fact that they killed his dog that was a gift from his dying wife because she knew he couldn't be alone. Like he actually had a reason for revenge. By part four, I don't know what he's fighting for. I know you want to end these guys because they want to end you, but I feel like it has to be. It should but be it just more. Kept snowballing. To the John Wick movies run, they they view like playing a video game. And by the time you get to part four, it's like you're on the last level of the game and all of the henchmen are just wickedly overpowered and have bulletproof that, that you gotta was, use. That was part three the... too. That that was exactly in part three. But this is like part three on Everyone's crack. bulletproof. Everyone's bulletproof in part four. Everyone's so. bulletproof. But it was kind of cool how they had to like how that it's not just so part one. Remember the scene in part one when they break into his house. And he's killing all the guys, and it's the first like group battle you see. But part four, when he, when he had that first group battle in the in the hotel, Ugh. everyone's trained and everyone's armored, so that he has to adjust his way of fighting to get the guys under the chin. When did these? When did the bulletproof suit come into play? That's part two, part, right? Part two. part two. That's where they really expanded upon the world of the, the assassins world. for real. That's what they real. built. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we so, saw the hotel in part one, but part two is where they doubled down with. But John here's Lick what doesn't figure. make sense. I mean, I I enjoy it and it's cool. Yes, and I go, okay, cool. That's the those are the rules of the film. So we're going along. With you got to go with it. Except for part one, 
he busts open his floor. He's got his, you know, his gold chips because he's part of the world. It was more subtle in part one, right? There's like hints of the thing being the thing. Well, it wasn't the thing. In part but he does two, suit up. He puts on that suit. But in part two, in the in the hotel, the concierge, they're the ones that fit him with the bulletproof suit. Like they hook him up in part two. But he would have owned it. Maybe it not. Been maybe, the suit. Maybe, maybe the bulletproof suits came out after. Because he's been retired for a while in part one. Okay. Either way, to, right? the dude You're got right. hit by six cars. You have to, like, this can't be the... You gotta, oh, part four. Let me jump to the a little bit ahead. So Wait, let's go. start at the beginning of part four. Part right. four, we have the world's deadliest assassin on horseback just missing round after round after. Like, he can't hit anything on He's horseback. Horse. Jack, cut some slack. Please. <laughs> I saw him snipe a whole building on car back. <laughs> true, true. I actually missed the beginning because I got a little late. I got there when um, Donnie Yen was sitting there listening to the violin. Donnie Yen steals this yeah. film. He is so phenomenal. No way, way, way. He's phenomenal. This is Keanu Reeves' film. Come no, on. Donnie Yen crushed every single you mean moment Daredevil? he had. You mean Daredevil? Yes. He did. Well, no, Stick. He's more like Stick. He I mean, his name's like even Kane. Come on. <laughs> it's true. Oh. I was thinking Kane and Abel. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's, it, he's, he's, he's the blind swordsman, man. He is Which is fun swordsman. that he yeah. gets to play it, but maybe a little offensive because the blind swordsman is traditionally Japanese and Donnie Yen is definitely not. Well, it's not the blind swordsman. You're he's right. Kane. Kane. And Donnie Yen steals this movie and for me. I think he is Kane and Abel because the whole thing was he's the bad brother, right? He's the brother part of their brotherhood, part of their pact that is doing what I do to survive, his daughter for to survive. Like, like, John Mark, you know why you're a good actor? I got cast in a, a film where I was playing a clown, and my clown's character's name was Bubbles. And the director thought, it's Bubbles, because he's bubbly. That's that's no, cane, like a blind guy uses a cane. It's no, it's Bubbles because he's fragile. I thought that. I thought he's Bubble because he, he pops easy, and he's very actually it was a really emotional story for this clown, right? Bubbles, he's fragile. That's you and this Kane thing, but you're wrong because he's a blind guy. No, with a I'm stick. right. I'm right. Kane and Abel, brother. So we he gets pretty much told by the head of the table, right? Yo, we need you to take out John Wick. Like uh, John Wick has been just killing all of them for movies. It doesn't matter how much they increase the bounty. So he's like, we need to get you in the game, or pretty much we'll kill your daughter. Because you they just us. let him go. All he wanted to do was go be alone. Because he can't, he no, can't respect the table. You have like two that. for Jensen Malone. All right, you got to listen to everything we say. I know it's freaking weird. By part two and three, he freaking killed someone on consecrated ground in the hotel. Yeah, right. He killed like he killed people he wasn't supposed to kill. So he's the villain of everyone else's story. Yeah. Oh yeah, but here's okay. So so Donnie Yen is like I'm on it. John Wick's at this hotel, putting everyone in danger. Uh, it's pretty much their version of it. And he's there with this one guy he can trust. And, like, it hits the fan pretty quick. Now, this We're fight talking scene. talking about when he's in Japan. Japan. The first, yeah, the, the first the fight scene. In, in, yeah. And the fight scene was great, but. Can I say, uh, uh, sorry, derail a little bit. Osaka is that beautiful. I believe like, it. Like, the way they shot Japan to look is exactly how it looks. It just looks that gorgeous. That's dope. And Osaka specifically. And it, it's a nice change, you know, because New York it had a different feel, and it's cool Grimey. to see this. It was cool to see this gritty fighting 
in such an elegant looking place. Even the hotel in New York, it has such an older kind of New York oh, feel. Oh, real quick, we didn't say it. So, so the Grand Marnier, Grand Marnier, that's a drink. The Grand, whatever his name is, the French dude goes, they re- they remove the, the, the decree from the Continental, they blow up the Continental. And that's and that's when they move right. to to the continental Osaka. Which, well, and they kill uh, uh, the concierge. So. The concierge, yeah, which was just kind of tragic. Um, what happened to the dog? John Wick left a dog there. King has a dog. That's that's King's. King, King is watching the dog. Okay, Lawrence okay. Fishburne's character. Yeah. And I missed what that. happened to Holly Berry's character with all the dogs? Uh, I think she's like. I think we I swapped think. her out for this uh the the dusty GI Joe character who's got Timberwolf with him the whole movie. No, okay, we're going to get to that. No. Nobody so, that character that. made no sense. That character, why is he even there? He's oh, a tracker. You. He's a tracker. But why is he there? Please. He made no sense. And he wasn't just a tracker, Chris. He was able to track people within <laughs> They were getting on international flights to who knows where, and he was there before they even landed. No, he was oh, so. I don't know if you guys got. He this. had a, the jankiest kind of like Indiana Jones flip book yes, that he had created. Like that, they, what they, information was they on? They that almost thing. implied like he was psychic because he drew all these pictures of John Wick. I'm like, what's this guy? Like he sees us in his visions, and that's why he shows up. Who is this guy? I, I don't know what's. I don't know what the character is. Ser- I was so confused. The story, and then he's but... got this backpack, which was really cool. And he oh, flips it. That was so dope. he's got his Kevlar thing. But then at the end of the movie, what you didn't know was he's actually got glass beer bottles in his backpack the whole time that he's protecting. Jack, drink with his Jack dog. you can't poke holes in that when this guy got hit by seven cars. Yeah, no, let's talk <laughs> about just, the car stuff too. Let's talk about the first fight scene. Oh, you're right. Okay, Sorry. So we're back in Japan. We're back in Japan. They're fighting this hotel. The freaking daughter, that was so sick. The daughter was like wearing that like, you know, the whatever concierge uniform and then she just pulls that thing. Like they're all Ready. She put it. Wasn't, thing it wasn't bulletproof though. It might yeah, have been. I was confused that they went to Japan, which, if you've been to Japan, some of the greatest technology in the world is in Japan, and these guys are not running around in bulletproof. Well, they're not. They're not. Maybe it was. These these also look like high powered rounds, too. And listen, I she didn't know there was gonna be a war today. She thought she can go to work and have dinner with her dad tonight. Like she's she's not part. Yeah. You know, she was dressed for some kind of. She probably always is. <laughs> and the fighting was pretty. The fighting was pretty cool. It was a little slow in areas. Yeah, here. it was. A, it was a little repetitive. I like the ritualisticness of like Keanu with the nunchucks, and he kept putting them back over his neck. And you're like, okay, this is a guy who's he's religious in nature of how he uses his weapons and his objects. He's very practiced. Right. So I appreciated that, but then every like these guys were almost too overpowered for it to be the opener of the movie right like we started the movie at the last level of the video game and it it's imp- like it takes so much just to get one guy dead yo like a lot of shots to the head. and also because and then donnie and they they they, they kane's character had an issue with the way they depicted the blindness because it was like oh this guy's really blind he has, to put, so like, sen- he has to put rent sensors around so he can Absolutely. establish. So how does he fight John Wick in a no. shootout? In a shootout. <laughs> and, and in a bar scene with like pumping music. No, Donnie Yen's, the logistics of Donnie Yen's character made no sense. But 
that guy crushed what he was given to play with. Right, but yeah. I'm talking like, about like the scene. Is, Jack, yeah, whether- just talk about where we at for a second before you yeah, jump to yeah, another sorry. scene. So he's placing these doorbells around, and I'm like, okay, so you you don't have that sixth sense. You don't no. have that thing. You actually have to like they have to make noise and stuff, which made me go like. There's no way you can fight John Wick. And then they're fight. He's fighting John Wick, and he he has he doesn't know if he's dead or not. He can't even hear him breathing or not. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, right. that, John, that, that's, that's how easy it would be to take this guy out. Like his blindness wasn't one of those things in these movies where it, it makes him stronger. It, it didn't make him a better fighter. No, but it wasn't consistent. The way it was depicted wasn't consistent. In right. some moments, you were like, he's got. In some moments, he's literally like the daredevil. Yeah. Where you like, he's got some sort of sixth sense. He's like uh, Rucker Howard in that Blind Fury movie. It's like, this guy is so well-trained, he can slice a piece of a paper airplane coming at him in the, you know. And then in other movie, moments, it's like, yeah, it really didn't make sense. It's like, you can't hear him. Not only you couldn't hear him breathing, he was shifting on glass. Yeah. And they put the sound effects of the glass kind of creaking under him. And you're like, John Wick would just kill you, right? And then, and then, in his first fight, you establish those doorbells. So you're you're telling me from the beginning, this guy has to plant ways he can detect. He can't just detect you without help. So I'm like, how does he become the final final fight? Look at guy. this. They, they also did stuff where they made it really like they really paid homage to the fact that this character is blind. The way they made him feel. Feel around the space, to, and to when he ran out of glass. bullets, yeah. when he ran out of bullets in the gun he was shooting, you literally see him put his finger. finger in down, the, yeah, down, yeah. Which I thought that was such a nice detail, but also it's like he's not even counting bullets. No. So it's like there's such no. a weird kind of. To me, that's a horrible detail because a guy like John Wick knows he's out because the weight is different. Like, like these guys are trained. I, I'm out of bullets because the gun feels lighter, but just by a fraction. It's like they're they're spoon feeding his blindness in one sense with like the stuff like checking the gun like that's so it was kind of weird though how he checked the gun like i don't know why he stuck his finger down the chamber he, sh- he should just pop the clip out and press it because when you load a clip you can feel the resistance like like this like you feel like wait why <laughs> why is it just exactly. standing right there yeah like, why is the guy got like... a bulletproof vest and just ready <laughs> when, when it's full there's so much resistance to the spring and then as you pull take out the, the bullets it gets looser and looser and looser and right, like, but that's what I'm talking about. How there wasn't the, like there was a lot of really cool ideas, but th- it actually just went against the continuity of his character. What world are we in? And, and 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 I was waiting for the trope that I wanted. You're blind. Shut off the power. Make right. everybody blind. Then right. you're sick. Welcome to my world of darkness. Like, like right. I'm like that's every piece of content that involves a blind fighter. Always they you need to have that, or else right. he's at a disadvantage. Right. Shut yeah. off the freaking lights. Anyways, so we're out of there. John Wick is he's moving around. What happens next? Uh, <laughs> oh, so so then so wait so the then, daughter gets shot. The daughter then, gets um, shot. We got Donnie uh, Yen versus the hotel owner. Yep, this is a dope sword fight. It is. The dad dies. He tells John before the dad dies. He tells John Wick, you know, don't like don't make that. And that actor is a great actor, man. Yo, he's he awesome. played, uh, he's everything. Scorpion, Bullet Train. Yeah. Yeah. So then he tells John Wick to get out of here. John Wick gets on the subway. The daughter gets on the subway. The daughter's like, oh, the guy does a, a, a kill Bill moment. Like, I'll be waiting for you. Like, like, like 
We, before that moment, I loved it when she was like reaching for the sword and he was like, no, live today. He was like, I, like he just told her, live. I'll be waiting for you later, but live. Because if you grab that sword, yep. it's going to be a wrap for you. But he did it in a, such a compassionate way. like. But that's yeah. what he, like Donnie Yen playing the pseudo villain antagonist for so much of the film really worked because you knew his heart was good. Or as good as John Wick's, you know? Right. Like he was, and and actually maybe more so in this Better. film. Because what is John Wick even fighting for? Right. This guy's he's literally just trying to safeguard his family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's also why someone like Donnie Yen's character steals this movie, you know? John Wick. Mm. So we see Lawrence Fishburne. And if you want to ask me who steals this movie, Fishburne got so much swag in two seconds. <laughs> he's got <laughs> so. But he's a lot less crazy than he was in the other films. Like he's his he's brain smooth, has right? mellowed out a little bit. Yeah. He got. Cut I mean, he's able to fly on a plane international, so clearly something. <laughs> yeah, he still rocks the same homeless outfit, though. Hey, you ain't showered <laughs> in months. Um, it's just really cool to see him and Keanu back because that's what we missed in Matrix Four. How was this not a Matrix movie? It is in my mind when I watched it. This is a simulation for Neo. That's why all these guys are like agents. That's why they can take a beating and nothing happens. And bullets just bounce off vests. Bullets bounce off vests. I will say I liked it when he took his jacket off at the end and they yes. were like knocking yes. the shells out. And you hear the shell and his vest. Touch. Yeah, Beautiful freaking touch. But it still didn't make any sense. Because where there's no holes. What are they stuck to? Yeah, anyway. what are they stuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand. Because the fabric over the Kevlar should have been kind of torn up a bit. Like these suits are yeah. so pristine. That's fine. It's fine. Um, so I mean, Even uh, Superman's suit got destroyed in his fights. True. 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 Um, so as as it's going on, like the bounty is going up. Black dude, he saves John Wick because he's like, listen, the bounty's not high enough because I want to buy this ranch for my dog. I need this bounty to get higher, so I'm gonna keep you alive. The bounty goes higher. He's like, okay. He goes to cut a deal with the the, the, the head of the table guy, who stabs him in the hand and says, "Show me your loyalty by lacerating all your tendons." <laughs> Any of this, and he says, "Okay, I'll pay you whatever." And but it was just, a, but it was just a hunt, John Wick, not to kill him. And then right. the, the, those changed as he was on the field, right? So then John Wick he goes to that freaking church, which and was the like guy's a, already there. Got right. <laughs> I mean, the guy was already there. Listen, he's good. He's good. So John Wick, and I believe this is the church. This is where he was from. These are the people that raised him. I think. I think they were introduced. Some. Yeah, that's his family. Three. Yeah, that that that's the fa- like the assassin family that he was part of. Right. Um. Since he was a child, I think it yeah. said. And, that's why he became Baba Yaga. So they said you need to go to this hotel and kill. I, I you know I think I took a kill nap. Kingpin. Yeah, kill Kingpin. Um. Oh yeah, that's Kingpin. <laughs> and why Kingpin's guys? King, now Kingpin's guys don't have bulletproof vest, but they do have. Hatchets. They have yes. It's Germany. Germany. Why are they run around with hatchets? So that's how you run around in Germany. That's what you do. Is this a gun right? movie or not? Now you call a flag on that. I call a flag at a shootout and a massive fight in a club, and everyone's still dancing. Like no, no I call a flag on that too. And then what? Here's where the bigger flag is because when John Wick's leaving the club, that's when everyone flees. I'm yeah. like, this dude <laughs> fell off. <laughs> The first gunshot, it should have been pandemonium in there. You know, maybe it's different in Germany, man. Maybe they, yeah. they built different. Maybe. So basically, he's at a table before this. You got Kingpin, you got John Wick, you got the 
black dude with a dog <laughs> and Donnie and, and they all have different reasons for wanting to kill him or keep him alive. That and poker scene was so contrived. I, lo- I lost the whole plot there. Like, I, I don't even really remember. I mean, I happened. don't know. It was very, very James Bond-esque. And then he cheated. And then he was like, I, you know. But you knew he wasn't playing. You knew no. You knew it wasn't playing before it even, the game even started. Right. Yeah. It's just not that kind of movie. You're just playing time. You're playing the clock down. Bond makes sense when you sit down to have a martini. Here, it's like, why y'all sitting down talking? Just shoot somebody. And he starts cutting them up with the freaking cards. Now, I need to look up this actor who played the Kingpin guy, because that dude can freaking move. He was a <laughs> sick martial artist. <laughs> Man, yeah. He, he, was, he really was the Kingpin. He was Kingpin. He's big. He's but he's mad agile and he's throwing he's freaking nasty kicks. He's mad strong, throwing him around and like, durable because they fell off that second story balcony like thing twice. or whatever and like got up. Um, and then he kills him by throwing Drop, him down, dropping him, stairs. but then still continue to and then knocked out his tooth, oh. brought the tooth, That's yeah, ripped cool. out his tooth. Keanu Reeves falls down a lot of stairs, flights of stairs in a this lot movie. of stairs, Jack, in one scene. He falls down six hundred and like forty four steps because that two hundred and twenty two steps he fell down like three times. But <laughs> he also fell great. down a flight of stairs in this scene, almost intentionally. I mean, that's how it's just like real life. You can be a fifty year old man and roll down a huge flight of stairs and just get up like. Ah. Well, when you're wearing a Kevlar uh, tailor made suit, obviously. I suppose it's impact proof. You so, didn't know it was vibranium lined. No, we didn't. <laughs> So he brings the tooth back to the church. They set them back as a brotherhood. And now he's able to make a deal. Now we can say, I can call this duel. Winston's here this whole time. Winston's like, I'll help the parlay because I want to get my hotel back. So he's like, here's a duel. He has a family backing him. He's back in the good graces. These are the rules without rules. We're just animals. So the duel is being set up. Basically, if John Wick loses, not only does he die, but Winston dies. And if the other guy, whatever, and the other guy... It's, I, w- I wish he would have fought because because I was yeah. like, don't give me the weak, so- cowardice, like freaking villain. Like, give me give me something a little different in this universe. I didn't understand. I thought he challenged him. I didn't understand how because he, he called a surrogate. He can call him the yeah, nomination. A challenger. You can call someone to fight your your gladiator, just like Game of Thrones. Bro, uh, oh yeah, Pedro, Pedro, Pedro Pascal scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Freaking uh, Kane is so indebted to this guy. It's like if you don't. Do anything I say, we can do. We, the funny we, thing about debts in these John Wick films is, it's like you pay the debt off, but then they recant it anyways, and you're like, "Yo, I thought we shook on it." Well, he they implied like he gave his eyes to get out, but that right. wasn't that wasn't enough. I and don't like, know. Yeah, and, that's, and, that's exactly. No, they didn't imply. They, they he said, "I gave my eyes." In other films, they would have a coin, and if I cash this coin, you have to do what I say. Because this coin with your blood in it is like, you owe me. That's right. right. That was in the other films. But here, I don't know what they had on him. But basically, he asked him, he he made him fight for him, which kind of sucks. Because you really do establish that him and John did have a brotherhood beyond. Well, the three of them in the beginning. three of them had a bond beyond the brotherhood. And that's kind of where you see the arcs here for Donnie Yen understanding, like, what is family? What is family? And, oh, this is the best part. This is where John Wick's arc made sense. I'm going to jump to the end a little bit here, and then we can go back. His arc made sense. He said, the bad guy said to John Wick, his henchman said, why are you sending a blind man to fight, John? Because the blind dude has something to live for, something to die for, and something to kill for. John Mm -hmm. Wick has none of those things. 
And I'm sitting there going like, you idiot. By putting his best friend in a fight with him, you gave him something to live for, something to die for, something to kill for. By telling him Winston will die if I lose. And if my best friend doesn't go along with this, you kill his daughter. Now you gave me all the energy I need. That's really interesting there. Yeah. That's really interesting Why there. Yeah. That's silly. Why? And, you know, he was actually really phenomenal. The the actor. Oh, he's he's a, a Skarsgård. Skarsgård, yeah. yeah. He played uh, uh, it. Anyways, he's fantastic. Because yeah. he didn't, he could have easily slipped into what lesser actors would have done, which is mustache twirling. But he stayed grounded, even though the material wanted him to mustache twirl. He, he created didn't. a whole thing there. Was just. Yeah. And usually I was looking at him like, I should feel like you're too young to be in this position. But no, the gravitas no, no, and depth yes. it was there. Yeah, it was I there. Because we felt similar, but very different when we saw that, uh, that, that um, Ryan Gosling uh, joint. Remember way back with Chris Evans? Like the two assassins. Oh, fighters. the great man. Yes, and Reggie Valjean was like the head of it. Yeah, he, a part of him felt so youthful. Like I didn't yeah. buy that you have yeah. the, the gravitas to control yeah, these men. Like he this was way. raised in like the you know upper yeah. crust, and he's been groomed for this role. Right, but like that's also the human. That, that, that's why act, that's why casting. It's like gravitas and depth is something that an actor can work on, but usually you come in with with what you have. And this kid has this grown man has, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, so we got the duel going. It's pretty simple, Jack. Jack, it's pretty freaking simple. Show up to the church at sun. And it was pretty cool how they like took turns flipping the cards over to see who gets the answer. Yeah, yeah it's, again, cool. it's establishing the world in subtle ways. Like yeah, this right. is just the how rules, it's done. It's always been done. Which the card game did nothing for me because it didn't matter. This was like, this matters. If we're going to sit down and stop, it mm-hmm. has to matter. And what you got to do is get to the church by sun sunrise. Pretty easy, right? I like <laughs> how so. Wick was like, right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew yeah. that. He's like, I don't want to fight all of freaking now. Paris all today. Of yeah. All of all France of today. And no, sunset. And then this dude, sunrise. sunrise, excuse me, and they put a bounty on his head. Again, yep. he already has one. But, but, this a, and the, but the bounty they put on the head was the same amount of money that the guy didn't want to re- give to the tracker, but now he gave it to everybody. It's only like by $6 million. So it's yeah, like, you already I, got I, a $20 million bounty. I think when he million, raises it, it goes, automatically goes to everyone as an open everyone. contract. It's the rules, Jack. And then they're playing it in the radio. Now, here's, the, here's what I miss in this film, which was there in the first one. In the first movie, uh, the crime boss, the father of the son who screwed the pooch, mm-hmm. he said, this guy is the guy who kills the boogeyman. There was a healthy right. fear. All these assassins getting alerted to kill John Wick. I needed some of them to go, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm staying here. Like, this oh, guy, yeah. I was waiting for that, too. At least but, some of them. But then I was like, well, maybe they don't know him as well in France. Or maybe they just maybe they just think, you know. John Wick's getting well, French, old. They're very pretentious people, so they would or or just, these, these movies kidding. also might have been all you listeners out in France. I take that back. <laughs> I think these movies also are all a short amount of time. So it's not like the legend of what he did in New York might have gotten across the water yet. I think they're all within Maybe, like but, a year and a half. The second the second his second best friend is in Osaka, John Wick is suddenly international. 
it's not like whatever his exploits were, um, you know, he's, ancillary to He's, to he's killing so many assassins and decorated assassins yeah. that I needed these guys to go, that's not enough money. Yeah, no, that's not, what I'm saying. Not John Wick. Yeah. Well, that, now, no, when that joint got to forty million, <laughs> maybe they're like, maybe we can give it a shot. But like the way he's capping everybody, and these guys keep coming in like the puppy and, patrol. And the majority of the people in France don't even have the really nice suits. No, they're like they're like bottom feeder assassins. Uh, yeah, I I think there's a hierarchy of assassins, and I think these guys are like the entry level everyday assassins. Yeah, like, like, why, are there so many, why are there so many assassins in France? That many people. That many... It was it was that many assassins in New York. He did I the know. same thing in New York. I, and then, there's no there's no police. You can have a shootout at the, the Arc de Triomphe, and then be like running no, around. No police. No police. I thought about that, but that's in every. Everywhere they went, there wasn't no Except authority. The first one, when the police showed up, like, you're working again, John? And then he's like, not really. That, in part one. Yes. Yes. Part. That's what I'm saying. Part one was subtle. Part one was... This part one a... wasn't just gratuitous action sequences over and over again. There was a story and stakes. And, and, and before the movie even starts, you're endeared to the character. Now, the thing about a fourth movie is... You've established all that stuff that makes you love John Wick. But the movie itself actually makes you love Donnie Yen and have empathy for his character. So unless you got a refresh of the other John Wicks moving into this one, you might, I don't know, you might not as much. I didn't feel for him as much because to me, they're all assassins, dude. Yes. And the only reason your daughter's in harm's way is because you're a bad because of the guy. Choices you made. Right? You guys are all bad people. No, no one's a victim of circumstance in this movie. Everyone. Right. Ooh. They're all bad. Yeah. And, but yeah, Johnny, Donnie Yen has the arc, but, and they're very smart. When he killed that girl's father. Oh, so bad. And a guy who was like, you're my brother. That's what made me go, I can't, I'm not with you. Yeah. I don't know who I'm with, yeah. but I'm not yeah. with you. Yeah. And, Okay, so the assassins got the bat signal, and they're coming out of every like every, yeah. oh, the cafe. Look, you start shooting shots. Yep. <laughs> and John Wick is just trying to stay alive, and, and it is crazy. I'll say this too: there's a lot of traffic on the road. You ever go outside at four a.m. in the morning? That's a witching hour, man. There ain't nothing on the street that you want to be around. Not, not. You're fast. right. It played like it was like seven p.m. Yeah, it played like yeah. rush hour. It was like rush hour. Or maybe that was, it was. That scene made maybe no sense. All the, the this this fighting was over the course of five hours. Yeah. He got hit by a car. He got slammed into a van. No, that, that that staircase when he first started traversing the staircase, he had what over a half hour. To yeah, get up and then and then the last minutes. time he fell. So let's jump. Yeah, ahead. So he, he had like three minutes to three yeah, to five so, minutes the last so, time to get up. Yeah, so he gets to the top of the staircase, and the second in command, the Spanish dude, sees him and. Freaking Spartan kicks him down the staircase. Yeah. He tumbles. Yeah. He goes the whole way. After a while, it got a little comical. <laughs> yeah, after, after a while, after a while, you're like, how many? Is he really going to go down the entire flight of stairs? Don't like, skip yeah. the massive fight scene. So he's fighting France. Oh, the best fight scene. In, the best fight scene there was. I mean. My favorite kill is when two dudes got hit by a car and went airborne, and he no, no, shot no. him in the air. You skipped the better fight scene. The fights, the better fight scene isn't the one around the Arc de, de Trio or whatever it's called. The best fight scene is the one that was inside the 
abandoned building. Oh, where they had the the No, that was awesome. That that was video game. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yes. that, first, that was sick. dude. I laughed so freaking hard, and I should. I was the only person laughed in the theater, and it was such a horrible thing to laugh at. It was really terrible. He he, dragon breath dragon. shotgun fires the one guy. Yeah. And he's shooting two other guys as the guy who was already on fire somehow does this circle around into another room that he's in. And he just dragon breaths him back up so, the way twice. Cool. So dragon breath is real. So it's 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 phosphorus in a 12-gauge shell. So and it shoots Chris, like- let's not teach them how to make this. No, no, no. You can buy it. No, you can buy <laughs> let's it. Let's not tell them they can buy this. You can. But the problem is, is that it burns so hot, it's warping your barrel because phosphorus burns like a thousand degrees. Well, do you want to know something that's even sicker? The gun he's using in that is a fully autom has the option of being a fully automatic shotgun with a banana clip. Yeah. You put this banana clip with like twelve rounds of shotgun shells in it and go bang 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 bang. Dude. You're lighting the world on fire with that. The thing doesn't even make sense. Like why that gun exists in the first place. It would have been so cool. If he was fighting as the place caught on fire, I was waiting for. How it to was be it on not fire. catching it should on have fire? Caught on fire. <laughs> Phosphorus burns at over a thousand degrees. A I thousand was, degrees. I was like, why is it not on fire? And how dope would it have been if they're fighting through fire? Uh, that one sequence, that that building sequence of fighting, made the whole movie for me. Though it had the combat choreography that's beautiful to watch in its violence um and the way it was shot man it shot it was shot in a way that was on my edge of this for me the movie didn't even start till he was actually in paris it's like everything was kind of lead up for john wick to start and then finally well, it that, started the massive boss battle now i that was that moment where i felt like this is repetitive Ooh, what's this yeah. like look, yeah. those moments that now but I, the whole thing was shot different yeah, it was cool. It was, it was, oh, it was so cool. cool. I enjoyed the fight scene with the cars looping around. I wish they saved him getting anyone getting hit by a car for that scene. Like, don't have him get hit by a car before this scene. This is the scene where cars are the obstacle. Don't, don't, don't waste it earlier. Right. They did, and it was pretty cool watching them evade cars. I wish getting hit by a car mattered. The dog Therefore, got hit by a car and bounced up like nothing. So if you're having a scene where being hit by a car doesn't matter, then I'm no longer scared that you're going to get hit by a car. So then what's the point of having the fight here? People should have got hit by a car and that's a wrap for you. So we're Dude, nervous. But, but, in the, but you got to go back to the first fight sequence, the one in Osaka. He's hitting people not in their finely, tightly woven Kevlar, tailor-made, eloquent suits. He's hitting people in the faces with nunchucks mm -hmm. you ever been hit in the face with a baseball bat no no rich has he, he pretty much only takes one hit you get one hit Worst and game. you're kind of out of the fight these guys are getting hit over and over and over again and stepping back up right and that's that's martial art films but no but it's not john wick one john wick one was so beautiful in it's jack it's we're at John Wick four, so Back two, three, three, and four, two, three, three and four. Die Hard. It's Die Hard one was a regular guy in a bad situation. Live for your Die Hard. He's jumping cabs into hell. Right. There's there's, <laughs> there's more of those movies in this right. franchise than there is of the first one. So yeah, they, you're right. You're right. You're right. But we all look at getting hit by a car as a pretty big deal. You can and. The whole scene was don't get hit by a car. But like if you get hit by a car, nothing happens to you. So then what's the point of having a scene where the cars I just want to know why there were so many cars on the road at that hour. Reasons. Reasons. Yeah, I didn't really I didn't think about it at that time. No, and and the second there's a massive accident, 
Traffic does one of two things. They didn't care. <laughs> they traffic like, either backs up and stops, stops and backs up, or diverts and starts going a different way. This these guys just kept going in circles around. Look, I'm stuck. I'm I don't care. People are shooting. I'm. St- I gotta go to work. I want to go to work. Um. So then he gets out of that and he makes it to the steps. <laughs> yep. And it's wonderfully obnoxious how hard it is for him to get up these steps. I really enjoyed it. That was the first time in this film where I felt like how hard it is really paid off. Like I felt the time. I felt yeah. like you got to get up these steps. How are you going to get up the steps? I was, I, I enjoyed this too. I, I, I enjoyed it. But I didn't need him starting back over with five minutes. No. Because that, that became, it was less. I think like two minutes. Oh, yeah, it was six o'clock back. in the morning or like five, four, five. Right, and minutes. we just saw him do it. You and, know? and then Donnie, this is where Donnie Yen's blindness made even less, made the least amount of sense in the entire movie for me. Keanu Reeves just starts calling off numbers on the clock, right? You're six o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever o'clock. But he only says that about three times and they traverse 600 steps and they take out, you know, another 30 guys. Yeah. So many people are dead. So many people are dead. I was trying to find a body count. I was trying to find a This is where Donnie Yen's blindness just doesn't make sense in the film again. This is where he turns into a a daredevil character. Yeah. Yeah. And I was waiting for him. Honestly, I was waiting for him to be only mostly blind when he took his glasses off. I was like, let's have the reveal where he's not. But then then if he's he's mostly blind, then then what's the point? Just make him... 140 body count. 140. Really? I feel like it's 140 in one scene. <laughs> no, it, t- it takes him 10 minutes to kill one guy in the first scene. Yeah, yeah they're not as easily to kill. So oh, no, 339. With, no, no. <laughs> the, total, the total to kill count is 339 with 140 in John Wick alone. Part four. <laughs> yes. Yes. Part, I mean, four. part yes. four. So 339 in the total franchise. And yes. 140 of those kills come from John Wick 4. In the franchise, yeah. 140. So he doubles his thing right at the end. So they make it up the stairs. And this is actually kind of cool. I like this moment with Kane because it's like, I'm going to help you get up there so we can have our duel. It, it, right. It's well, better because for him. Kane, Kane he, needs to have the duel if he wants his freedom too, though. Right. Kane if, doesn't get what he wants if John Wick doesn't have the duel. But if he doesn't show up, then it's a forfeit. No, but he doesn't get what he wants. Kane yeah, has to win the duel in order to get his daughter's freedom. freedom. Right, right. So Kane, it's so it's self-serving on Kane's part to help John Wick get up the stairs. Right, which makes sense, which I appreciate because it gives this guy the right motivation to do what he's doing. It's not and, then he, and then he stabs John Wick through the hand as they're walking. And John Wick's like, I, Oh, you mother skunk. But he's also like, well, your debt is paid. <laughs> For helping me back yeah. there, <laughs> you're good now. He said we're even. We're even. Yeah. They get to yeah, the church. Even. And they 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 they're having this duel. Walk thirty paces. The dude calls fire. With the blind man, and which is like, and when I was like, you're you're having a duel with a blind man, and in the first fight you set up, he needs markers to know where you are. Right. I guess he figures he's dead ahead, so he shoots straight. Well, the other thing I that was, just turned profile. Yeah, you just he did. You saw John Wick turn a little profile. I was like, well, that's smart, but. But Kane was standing totally square. It was it's a weird duel. So basically, but you knew right off the top that John Wick wasn't trying to kill him. Because yeah. if John Wick was trying to kill him, right hand or left hand, however you needed to want to shoot, because he was shooting left in the last scene, because because Kane stabbed him in the right hand, yeah. which for someone who needs markers, pretty surgical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty on point. Perfect. What if he got him in the junk by accident? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what are you doing? I was going for your hand. You can't see. Well, you know, John Wick's not trying to kill him. No. Right? Well, I also suspended my disbelief around like these freaking old style guns are may not be as accurate as their freaking tactics. But those look like pistols. modern old guns. Yeah. They were yeah. that was like a brand new gun with a classic vibe. Because it was yeah. nine millimeter too, was it like that? I don't know. It was some, yeah. weird, it was some weird caliber. So they, they do the duel and pretty much every it round was like a caliber you used to take a horse down. Yeah. Right. It was like a fifty cal. They pretty much hit their mark every round. And add, they have to walk 10 more paces in until someone dies. And they both hit each other in the arm. John Wick takes one to the freaking trap. While uh, Donnie Yen takes one to the gut. And then th- I figured this is where I figured out the end right here. Now, I thought they were just going to cap that guy in the head. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking he was just trying to get closer. Yeah. No, but John D- Kane shoots. John yeah. Wick goes down. Ugh. Bleeding out. And then the freaking leader is like, I will do that. I'll have the coup de grace. And then Winston is like, there's rumors. mother. He didn't shoot. <laughs> Which made me go, John Wick just somehow became the hero of the franchise again. Yep. He took the shots. Yep. Anticipating there'll be, a, there'll be room for it. Yep. And I also think Kane also wasn't shooting headshots either. No. Um, they were both not doing what they, they were probably somehow. Did. Yeah, I felt that too. I felt like they were somehow buying time, shooting to enough to feel it out. But Kane knew, same as John knew. Kane knew after the first shot that I don't need to kill John. Yeah, which is why John gave him permission to shoot him at the end. Mm-hmm. He kind of like gave him the signal, take the shot. That's what I'm setting up. It's why I haven't killed you yet, you idiot. And and, and he doesn't go for a kill shot. Although he maybe he does. Shoots him in the gut. I mean, he shoots him in the gut. Yeah, he shoots him in the gut. But it has to look like he's lost. Right. Um, yeah, he, so he shoots the bad guy in the head and then all is well. And the dude says, John Wick, you are free. You are free. You guys are free. Everyone's free. And then right. the helpers come in and clean up, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, no one helps John down the steps to the hospital. Instead, they let him just die on the top of the sixth. Oh, no, he doesn't he's really dead. die. Is he, only he really dead? Possibly. No, of course not. Yeah, if really. you don't see a body going to the ground, and even sometimes then, he's done count. He's not because dead. King, he never saw King, a body. Yeah, because King and Winston were too jovial at his at his, uh, at his his grave. Yeah. Well, King so. never even saw the body. Winston was the only one who was there. Who I, identified. Think, like, me home, Winston. I think John Wick is dead unless they want to do another one. But that's what it is. It's left just ambiguous enough, enough where because yep. they could they could have gave us that Dark Knight Rises ending where we see him in Italy somewhere, and I thought they would, <laughs> but they didn't. And but they gave us that. Where do you think John is? Heaven or hell? He's like, who knows where John is? And I'm like, are you talking about heaven or hell or who knows where John? Yeah, exactly. Is? It's ambiguous. If, um, it's it's pretty much if the if this movie makes enough money, then he's alive. No, but and, it will. And it's more a question of when and if the actor ever wants to pick up the franchise well, again. Keanu and the director said they need a break. If yeah. There's, if there's going to be a John Wick five, they're like, we need a. He's probably in pain, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. this This looks like it hurts. This is not like. He's got such a. What's the word? He's, he's an older actor at this point, and he's definitely moving differently than he was in the first, the first movie. movie. But it's also kind of endearing. He's kind of cute in his awkward tall gangly awkwardness of just he also got got hit by 10 cars and jumped out of a four-story building and landed on a van 
He's yeah. still That's walking like better. Absolutely. A, a, a Volkswagen van will always break your fall. You'll he, get up just he, fine. He but he only catches about half the van in that he shot, does. Chris. <laughs> and his head just hits the ground. Yeah. Um, and then I stayed for the mid-credit. I, w- I wanted to know why no one had like a had face so mask bad. made out of the same material if it deflects bullets so well. What happened to the mid-credit? I, I, a do-rag. Oh, a do-rag. Mid, yeah. The mid-credit was you see Kane walking to see his daughter or hear, hear her daughter. He's walking to his daughter. He has the flowers in his hand. And then you see the daughter of the father that he killed in the beginning walking towards him. You see her, a knife come out with her hand in her hand, and then it goes to black. So you don't know what happens. And honestly, I think she's dead. <laughs> because Kane, when he dead. says, when he says, come, when he said to her, I'll be waiting for you, that means I'm always <laughs> waiting for this moment. Right. You're never gonna catch me at a time where I don't think you're coming. And she when when the camera went to her face, she didn't look like Stone Cold Killer. She has so much humanity. It looked like you saw nervousness. You saw a slight trepidation. You saw like what would happen if someone's doing this for the first time. And I'm like, you better, you better, you better take your shot as good as you can because you will be dead on this sidewalk. Problem with a knife is you got to be pretty close. Oh, but it was such a crowd and everyone's gathering to hear her sing. So she was able to get close to him pretty easily. It's just... What does that mean? And that that's that's that that's the mid credit. No John Wick. Uh, maybe they're setting up a spinoff with her. Out of the Armis is gonna be the spinoff ballerina. That's Sp- the spin a bunch of them off, man. Oh yeah, I like this universe. I like the I think... world. I like the universe. I like the whole Assassin's League. I like I like that. I think it's cool. I, I, I want a John Wick prequel series. I yeah. want to know what it was like in his teens and twenties, learning this stuff. Yeah, I mean, in that, and I, I think in well, part they're making one, a prequel series to, for for John Wick. Uh, I don't know, but the the concierge is in it. Yeah, that's the ballerina. That's the ballerina yeah. with, with, yeah. with Anna de Armas. But I yeah. want to see like John Wick, twenty year old, because Willem Dafoe's character in part one was like his mentor. Like mm-hmm. I want to see like how did you learn? Because dude grabs nunchucks, he's dope. He gets on a motorcycle, knows exactly what to do. Like it doesn't matter which firearm he grabs. He's I'm like, where did you learn this? I would yeah. love to how see. How did you become Baba Yaga? That's what. How did you come the boogeyman? Yeah, yeah and where did Fishburne get the Viper. That's like a five thousand dollar gun or something crazy. Let me tell like you. That. Let me tell you something. More. He had Fishburne is such a great actor because all he did was had to give you swag, and I yeah. bought it. Yeah, I said, right. yeah, you probably yeah, yeah, you yeah, got sure. it. How he's like a guy shot a guy who knew a guy had a yeah, guy yeah. had this gun, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. Came with a case too. Yeah. Ah, oh, so sick, man. Um, yo. That's pretty much the movie. It's it's yeah. it it is it is a it's a video game. It it's is. A, it's a button smasher video game where you only have to learn a few moves, and it might feel repetitive until you get to this one level that brings you right back in. So it's the. What do you guys rate this thing? I give it a seven. I okay. liked it a lot. Not a whole lot. You gave it a seven. Yeah, but I mean, it has its flaws. But you know, you're rarely gonna get a fourth entry that's gonna be a freaking. A gem the way the first one was. True. What do you rate this, Jack? By the time, he, I mean, the third is usually one of the better ones. Right, right, right. But the fourth. Not the Dark Knight Rises. With the exception of the Dark Knight Rises. But the Dark Knight breaks the trope of the second movie normally being bad. Terminator the second 2. movie is normally bad. Terminator 3 was bad. Revenge of the Nerds 3 was bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
these aren't even movies to me. This is just one long fight scene. Yeah. Yes. Two, two, That's how this feels. Are just kind of the same movie, just amped up. Like I the- would say part one is like an eight point five. Yeah. Like it's it's just it's good. that good. It's good. Part and one, no the, one expected it. No one expected that movie to be that good. Oh yeah. But it was that good. It was that good because it also had a story, albeit an easy story. It had a story you could hang your hat on and get behind, right? Kill you could support dog. it and you understood it. Which is why he did. Oh yeah, and he doesn't. That's why the black. Oh, we didn't even talk about the black dude with the dog. So because the, the black guy with the dog made no sense in this film. He was Kill. only there for John to showcase his humanity. Oh, okay, wait. And, let's talk and about. And he kills the guy. He's going to kill the dog. The, to remind if something's us, like, bulletproof, is it not toothproof? No, no, no. Because you, you, they are, you, they are. Uh, it's a different kind of force, and you are, you are available. It's, you are prone to knives and stuff like it's, that. It's flex and it's flexible fabric. So even if the teeth aren't going through, you still got a vice grip <laughs> on your balls. It's the way it dissipates the energy. But the energy from a stab is different than the energy of a gunshot. How many times can a bulletproof vest be shot before its structural integrity is compromised? If a bulletproof vest goes longer than a couple of years, its structural integrity is compromised. How long? Right. How many times do I get hit by a car before my body is structurally compromised? Uh, one more. Mm-hmm. One more than however many times can a Reese got hit by a car? <laughs> okay. I would have to listen. I'm begrudgingly giving this movie. Uh, a, I think a six point five. Okay. Um, the, I would give the com some of the combat sequences. I would easily give a, a nine. Um, but the movie as a whole was a little too all over the place for me to 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 really say it was better than it was better than Ant-Man. It was definitely better than Ant-Man, you yeah. know? I mean the the choreography is what this whole film was. Yeah. But a 7 feels a little high and a 6 feels way way too low. So I guess I got to say 6.5. Okay. Lawrence? Yeah, I'm kind of in between a 7 and a 6.5. So I'll go 7 just because of the hard work they put into it. I was watching the movie and I was just thinking about the raid while I was watching this. <laughs> And I was like, there's other movies that are doing what this movie is doing that I think on a higher level, because you have premier martial artists in it. Like the rate is crazy and it's pretty much so good. And I feel like sometimes, you know, as Americans, we make these movies that are inspired by movies like The Raid and other movies. And it's good. But when you go and watch like The Raid, it's like, oh, yeah. This is what we were trying to do. Um, watch any of uh, Tony Jaw's early films. Yeah, yeah. Those movies I mean, are just freaking. Go watch Donnie Yen's joints. I mean, I mean It Man. You it, watch It Man. Yeah, but it's different. But but this is gung fu, man. This like uh, equilibrium in this are kind of the raid. This is the raid too. Just one guy fighting hordes and hordes and hordes and using whatever you got. But the martial arts are so sick, and these guys are like born and bred martial artists. It's just more you can do with the choreography. If I'm being honest, I feel like if the bulletproof suits weren't so comic bookish, I would have given this movie a a much higher rating because suddenly the stakes would have mattered a little more and people would have had to behave a little differently. So I accepted the comic bookness. Once we got into that, we had Daredevil, we had Kingpin, we had... With bulletproof suits and they're 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 ducking, they're hiding. They're... I accepted that I'm watching a comic book movie that was never in a comic book, and 
That's kind of how, and even with like the, the lore of the assassins and the table and stuff like that, this is a comic book movie. This is a comic 100%. book movie without being a comic book movie. I was able to jump into that. I had a hard time with all this machine gun fire from trained guys just missing their mark all the time. You know, so what's the point? Like, and, and this is this went is around John Wick. He was run, like glass was def, like deflecting. Like, yeah, he wasn't getting hit with a lot of these bullets. And I'm like, but how this, are you all? This doesn't make sense. Cops make, and, and they say this in the Batman movie, and it's true. You start wearing Kevlar, they start using armor piercing rounds. Right. And so we got trained assassins that do nothing but kill for a living, and in their world, in their reality. They start wearing these suits that better protect them. But that would also mean subsequently weapons like the dragon breath is going to be more predominant also in this world because of this. I think in that that we probably should have had that gun earlier, but that that was the gun. That gun was the answer to the suits. It was just only in one scene. It should have probably been. But, but it was in the scene that didn't matter because all the people in France weren't rocking the suits anyway. No, there was some. Wasn't there was some of the guys from the house. Yeah, the Mercury. That Mercury. gun was taken off of one of the Rebel Alliances. You know, <laughs> it was. It was. Well, we got. It seems like so, two you know seven. So that six point eight. So six, seven. Six. No. Six and a half times two plus seven divided by three, that's 20. That gives us six, six, six for. Oh, you said 6.5. Yeah, Lawrence said 6.5. You said 6.5. No, I said seven. I'm, I'm doing seven. No, you said oh, seven, you seven, seven, six. I just want to say six, six, six. six. Uh, two, You're so six excited. You heathen. You're such uh, a heathen. You're so excited. Well, because they were killing all those people. It seemed like. It seemed fitting. Yeah, very excited for that number. Yeah, so, um, yeah, seven. So, we're giving John Wick four a seven. Um, like we said, it was enjoyable. It was a lot of the same, but it's always good to see Keanu Reeves do his killing it, killing it, killing it, killing literally, it. literally killing it and killing everybody. But that's look, that's our show, Chris. What up? You got some recommendations? I do. Recommendation for us to hate on. <laughs> this is look. This is in no particular order, no particular thing. John Wick has gratuitous violence. You want to see gratuitous violence? Here are some modern action movies you should go check out. The most violent action movie in recent years, The Rambo, where he's in Cambodia. That is the bloodiest, yes. violent, most ridiculous movie you can watch. He literally just stands on top of the, of the his his Jeep with a 50 cow mowing the whole... Just killing, just killing indigenous down. people. That's it. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> He cuts a guy in a half with a machete at the end of the exactly. film. Exactly. It's just gratuitous. And, it's gratuitous and ridiculous. Uh, check out the Expendables franchise. My tagline, it's an 80s action orgasm. And that's exactly and a whole what lot of baby oil. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is. Kingsman, comic book movie, but that scene in that church, ooh, gratuitous that, violence. That is a freaking yeah. scene, though. That is. And then talking about Tarantino, um, we talked about Kill Bill and Django. Check out those for gratuitous, gratuitous blood. And it's violence. not gratuitous. It's, a, it's the right amount. It's I the mean, right amount. It, yeah, but it is. But the, the, the blood is, is is extra. They do it on purpose. I mean, it's stylized, it's stylized violence. Yes. Sometimes you got to yeah. kill all of them, Chris. You got to save your lady. You got to kill I, all look, of them. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. I'm just saying, if you have a craving for more gratuitous violence, check out those movies. That, that'll scratch that itch. Oh, yeah. You could also, if you want something classic in nature, watch Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus. It's where the bloodbath began. 
it's the most bloody of all Shakespeare's shows. Now you hear Shakespeare, Chris, and you're thinking like, okay, but literally this dude bakes this woman's children in a pie and feeds it to her. And she don't know she's eating her kids. Like it is is, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's more game of Thrones than an episode of game of Thrones. Oh, that's pretty dope. It's kind of like, there's a movie. Yeah. You should watch the movie. It's, it's, really intense to cut someone's arms off it's, it's, it's every, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways time, yeah so that's a little culture for y'all uncultured people right. why, why am i just hate on all of our listeners sorry uh, <laughs> um yo that's our show make sure you leave a review it helps with the algorithm download tell a friend about it share this thing around we also are on youtube check us out there you can see our beautiful faces give this review we also got a bunch of other content there we're on Instagram or on TikTok. We love doing this. So come on back. We'll see you next time. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Peace. Now that he's gone. Let's talk about... Let's talk about that Funko Pop of his. <laughs> that thing was garbage. <laughs> and they hold hands. He was so stupid holding it. <laughs> no wonder Shay said what she said. <laughs> exactly. He should be more ashamed like, of himself. More like my ex-husband. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bringing some garbage Funko Pop into this house. <laughs> I actually kind of like that Funko Pop. Yeah, though. that was nice. Oh, man. <laughs> You gotta save this, Jack. <laughs> you gotta save. You gotta leave it in, please. <laughs> yeah, definitely, did definitely, definitely do that. Uh, sh- he's back. There he is. There he is. Hold on, let me put him back. There you go, up, Lawrence. Missed you. Yeah, we we definitely didn't say anything bad about you when you were gone. Yep. Do I sound and look better? Well, you sound better. There we go. Chris, you're frozen for me, but if he's not frozen for you. He's froze. He froze? Yeah. Can you hear me, he's though? He's not moving at all. Can yeah, you hear me? I can hear you. The hell? Hold on. There we go. Oh, there he is. Okay. okay. Sorry, I was, I, was, I was stuck. I just had to shake it off. Oh, oh my headache went away. Yeah, my job, so you you, you talked it away. I feel like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs>